0: to another episode of soul care with me Angie Fatal. I hope that wherever you're at that you are staying safe, wearing your mask, resting, checking in with yourself and giving yourself the self-care and the space you need to take every step that we're having to take these days, especially I would say in the United States and in any Country that is having spikes right now, it is brutal. So just remember that you are not superhuman and everybody needs to check in with the, themselves and to rest because we got to make it through. I also want to remind everybody to continue to show up and fight for racial justice and against white supremacy and tearing those systems down that keep people oppressed and in poverty. Um, I mean, look around. This, if you didn't know it before, this pandemic has really shone, shone? (laughs) has really shined a light on how they're, you know, the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. And it is the people that make the least amount of money that keep our country going so keep fighting keep showing up remember to take a break and rest and then come back into the fight because again like i say all the time this is a long-haul fight and it's not going to be won overnight and it is has been fought for hundreds of years so that said I want to talk today about how how we can show up for ourselves and one of the ways that we can do that. Because this week has been pretty brutal for me physically. And in order to help you understand what I'm talking about, I'm going to give you a little history. So probably about 12 years ago, we were in a... Fender bender, just rear ended, very minor accident. And then, probably three or four months later, I started having intense back pain and it got steadily worse. And I went to doctors, I had x rays, I had a bulging disc in my back, real painful, couldn't exercise anymore. And I'm a runner, and that's how that running and walking really helped with my mental health. So I had to change all these things in my life, and it also made me very depressed because physical limitations like that can really cause us to be depressed because we we can't do the things that we normally do. We can't engage like we normally could engage, and the whole time we're in pain. So for me, I was always trying to keep that pain from leaking out and getting all over everybody um right or wrong that was my way of dealing with it so i did some invasive things i i got cortisol shots in my back um that did nothing i went to physical therapy that helped a little bit i've gone to chiropractic i've gone to acupuncture acupuncture probably helped me more than anything else and And I think acupuncture works, but I think also there's an element of acupuncture where I had to be still with myself in that 15, 30-minute session, and that probably was as effective as acupuncture. So I did all of these things, and gradually I got better, but I was never completely well. I was always kind of like, well, I can't do that because my back's going to flare. And it would. And so about the time that I first started having back issues, a friend of mine, Ryan Soli, had recommended this book to me called, um, I think it's called The Healthy Back by Dr. Sarno. And I did not read it. I think I got it from the library and I was like, uh, no. I, and I, here's why I think I did that. And no, it wasn't nine months into it. I think it was a couple years into having this back issue. So I had tried a bunch of things already. Here's why I think I didn't read it is because I was afraid of another thing not working. And then what was I going to do? Because my only other option and the option suggested to me was back surgery. And I was not interested in back surgery. And I'm not saying, you know, that nobody should get back surgery. I'm just saying for me, that did not feel like the right steps forward. I wanted to do every possible thing I could do before I went the surgical route. And so, you know, flash forward to, I think it's been about three years ago. Now I got so desperate because I think my back had flared again and I was supposed to do my annual trip to Colorado to teach archery. And I'm thinking, how can, I, how can I get on a plane with all my equipment, which is like 50 pounds of archery equipment that I have to carry, not to mention all the you know, stress and stress adds to the pain and all that stuff. So a, a few weeks before my trip, I broke down and bought the book the audio book cuz i was like i can't check it out from the library i need i need to buy it and i need it to be something that i listen to all the time so i got that book and by the time i was done reading or listening to that first book my back pain was substantially less and then I got his next book, which is called Mind-Body Healing. And what I want, I'm not going to get into really what the book is about, except to say Dr. Sarno is a medical doctor. He's not alive anymore, but he was a medical doctor in New York. He started to see all of these patients, I think, in the 80s that had back pain to varying degrees of debilitation. Some were in wheelchairs, some couldn't work anymore. You know, their lives had shrunk down, shrunk down, shrunk down to the bare minimum of what they could do, and they were in pain all of the time. And he also noticed that a lot of his patients who had the same x-rays were in no pain. So he saw enough of these x-rays to kind of start going, okay, so why are some people with back pain with the same injury, the same x-rays, why do some of them have intense debilitating back pain and then some lead completely normal free lives without really any back pain, maybe a flare now and again? because they're human and they live in their human body. And so he started to do research again. He is not a psychologist. He is a medical doctor putting two and two together. And as he started meeting with these people and talking to them, he started to notice a pattern and the pattern is rage held in the body. And, He would meet with these clients for two hours or an hour and just talk to them, ask them specific questions. And by the end of the session of them just talking, most of them had less back pain. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And some of these people were, you know, the have have had trauma. In childhood, some of the people had had to be caregivers for for parents or children or had a death of a loved one. You know, some people were people pleasers or, you know, whatever, all different types of people, all with similar back pain. And a one to two hour conversation with a medical doctor just talking about, their life and their story ended up freeing them of substantial back pain. And if you think about the different traumas that people hold, like for me, I have, you know, childhood trauma around sexual abuse. I can't do anything about that. It happened to me. The only things that I can do are go to therapy, practice mindfulness and meditation, be self-aware, you know, all of these things I can do, but I cannot reverse the damage, the event. I can't reverse the event. But I can pay attention to my body. And there's so much science that goes into it. It's like the limbic the limbic side of your brain. You know, basically, we have a reptile brain that is still functioning that we don't need anymore and that reptile brain doesn't want us to feel the hard feelings like rage and anger grief and loss much like the journaling work that i do around the archery are just you know the intensive journaling it's getting at these things that we're carrying around with us that either we're aware of most of the time we're not aware of them but The reptile brain, to keep us alive, you know, early humans, to keep early humans alive, had to bypass that feeling so that it wouldn't keep us from like feeding ourselves or hunting and gathering and all the things that we had to do to actually live. So it has learned to put pain in the body so we don't feel the emotions that we need to feel. So, one of the things that I've learned to do since reading those books has been to just remind myself and my and my reptile brain that we have felt really hard things i mean so hard we have felt things that we thought that we could never look at. We can feel this too, and it's okay and it's okay to be angry it's okay to be rage filled. All of those things are okay, and I know people are weird about rage, but it needs to be felt. And if we don't feel it, our body pretty much takes it out on us. Because it's got to put it somewhere, and if it doesn't put it out, verbally, written, telling somebody, it's going to put it in our bodies. We're going to kind of eat ourselves from within. So... You know, for the last two or three years, that has been my practice to, you know, just remind myself occasionally when I notice, like, it's okay to feel, we're going to feel these things, these acute things, these, you know, less acute things, we're going to try to pay attention. And that, that is the hard work I do on a regular basis, sometimes so much so that I'm like, let's take a break and I'm sick of doing this. And it works. It works. And I've stayed for the last three years pretty much pain-free. I run. I lift weights. I exercise. I do I bend. I stretch. I do yoga. I do all these things that physically I felt like I couldn't do before. And, And there's so much work that goes into that that I can't really get into today. But it's worked. It's. I'm not saying that I've been 100% pain-free, but I'm also going to be 50, so I'm not expecting to be 100% pain-free. And there are certain things that we do where when we're done, we're like, oh, you know, our muscles ache because that is normal human behavior. So flash forward to this week. So I've noticed something that... I want to talk about today. And I hope that I do it justice so that we can try it. But basically, on Monday, without any warning, without doing anything, I hadn't lifted anything weird, I hadn't shoveled anything, nothing, I hadn't pulled weeds. All of a sudden, my back flared and it flared hard. And it was so painful, white, hot pain on the left side of my lower back. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And so I did what I normally do. I kind of talked to myself. I know, I know where this is coming from. It's okay to feel whatever we need to feel. Let's just feel it and move on. And when I did that in the very beginning, the pain immediately subsided. And so I was like, yeah, I, kn- I knew where it was from anyway, but it was a good reminder that I'm not broken, that there's something that I'm carrying and holding on to, and I need to pay attention to it. So as the day progressed, it didn't get better. In fact, it got worse. And um, I was doing something, I was walking up, Uh, the steps from our backyard into our kitchen and I was like hopping up the steps and I had to say to myself now look at yourself if your back was broken if if this was something other than emotion you wouldn't be able to do all these other things you're doing so I also want to remind people this is real pain it's not psychosomatic it is actual pain there is an actual bulging disc on my x-ray. As well, it is from emotions that need to get out. So, cuz what happens is and again I don't want to get too sciency cuz I'm not a scientist and I'm not going to do it justice, but I highly recommend the book. It cuts off oxygen to to that part of the body that needs that oxygen. Because it's putting all of the oxygen into, I think, what we're not trying to deal with. By not feeling the emotions, it's cutting off the oxygen to that part of our body where it needs oxygen. So, you know, I I walked the dogs. I did all these things. I kept talking about it. But nothing was relieving the pain. And I was starting to get frustrated. And I was talking to my friend Tamara about it. And I just said, you know, the frustrating thing about this is I know what's going on. I know it's emotional. I'm giving my insides permission to feel whatever we need to feel. But it's still not really relieving the pain. And I I think... To some degree, it kind of did, but I I didn't know what to do to kind of unlock it. And so I got to a point where I was like, I really need to talk to my sister because I think there's something maybe tied to childhood and shame. And I had already talked to Todd about it, and I felt like I need to talk to my sister because she knows because she experiences similar things, having grown up in the family that I grew up, I grew up in. But I couldn't get a hold of her, and around the same time too, I've been reading this book called *The Body Keeps a Score* by Bessel van der Kolk. Most um, psychologists will know this book because, um, oftentimes, it's required reading to get your degree. But there is a passage in the book where it talks about writing to yourself and how much this heals people. And, you know, I do the intensive journaling, so I know that that kind of stuff works. Then I talked to my sister, and I was telling her the, um, the pain I was in, but also the emotional distress that I was in that I didn't really know how to unlock. Okay, so here's my problem. I I'm a believer. I know I have rage, but I can't access it. Because the things that I'm doing are not really working. The things that have worked before, like my mantra, I'm in my body, I'm of my body, I'm with my body. That usually works for me and helps me, or just reminding myself to feel my feelings. But what do I do when I can't access the rage and the pain that I need to access? So I'm talking to my sister. She has no idea that I've read that chapter of The Body Keeps the Score book. And I share something that is really painful to speak out loud to her, because I am a strong believer in, what's the word I'm looking for, in exercising the shameful out loud to a trusted other person. So I really, I'm desperate to talk to her, and I get her on the phone, and I tell her what I need to tell her, I tell her my also that my, my back is sore. And I, I said, I've been doing this work a long time, you know, around childhood trauma, but I feel like I have never, ever truly gotten at the rage and the anger that I feel towards my mother and and towards my father, but mainly towards my mother, who exposed me to that trauma and then abandoned me when I confronted her on it. So I know I have rage. But knowing it and then being able to get it out are two different things. Like, how do I get out this rage? It feels fake and... You know, like I set up a stage to a play and I'm just performatively getting at rage. And my sister said to me that her therapist gave her this way of dealing with it, and that is to journal for 10 minutes, take a topic, whatever it is. It could be your mother, it could be a specific event, it could be job-related, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be the amount of trauma that I have. It can be how frustrating it is right now to be in a pandemic and not be able to fix anything. How how frustrating isn't even the right word, but how enraging it is to see how the police treat other human beings. Whatever Whatever your topic, she said, Set a timer for 10 minutes and then free write in your journal and say whatever you need to say. And I'm not going to read my journals um, because I just don't want to put what I said out into the atmosphere because it is so rage-filled and angry, which is good. So maybe I will go to a little part of it. Um, I started with my mom and I said, look what you've given me brokenness and fear because you decided early on not to deal with one goddamn thing in your life. We, me and your children, you left us, you left us alone. What is your fucking problem? And please don't use fear as an excuse because I've been scared this whole fucking time and I faced it because I am worth it. And so are my kids. You just let your dad and brother and mother do whatever they wanted to me, knowing they were depraved rapists and still sending us over for sleepovers. How dare you? And I'm not going to read anymore. So... Why I'm reading that is to illustrate it is uncensored. You can tell that person to go fucking die. Whatever you need to say to get this venom out. And that's what it felt like. I did the first one. It started really rough. I set my timer for 10 minutes and I was like, I have no, I don't know what to write. And it feels forced. Again, it feels like, You know, you're in a play and you're kind of like going through the motions. But once I let my guard down and got into that free write journaling, I let it flow. And I said whatever I wanted to say to my mother that I had never been able to say to her face. Probably wouldn't have said to her face. But I'm carrying that. I'm holding that in my body. So you... Set the timer for 10 minutes. You say whatever you need to say. When the timer goes off, you stop. And then you self-care. Then you reward your healthy behavior. And so what I did, since we're, you know, pretty much still quarantined, and I have to make these rewards simple and easy to do so that I can keep writing. I got this book that i i've been reading called the overstory that's about trees oh my god it's so good and it just makes me feel like i'm in the forest and the trees are all around me and so i read for about 30 minutes and then i was done and i went back into my daily life i took the dogs on a walk my back was a little less painful and I was as I was walking the dogs, I felt like I needed to do another one. So when I got back home, I told everybody, you know, I needed a little bit of time, and went into the backyard again, and um, got my journal, got my timer, set the timer for ten minutes again, and then this time I wrote on my vocation, archery, and my work, and. I just um, talked about how angry I was at all of the effort that I had put in. Now, you know, basically feeling like nothing. Nothing has happened because of the pandemic. I can't teach archery. I can't, all that money that I invested. You know, I just let it flow. Again, for another 10 minutes. I let it flow. When the timer stopped... When the timer went off, I stopped and I, again, read Overstory and sat in the backyard and just breathed. That's another thing that I did right after I was done journaling. I put my hand on my chest and just breathed in and out. And so the reason I'm bringing this up is I've been talking a lot about the pandemic in the pandemic, and different things that we can do to self-care, different things we can do to stay in our bodies and be present. And I feel like from day one, I've been doing that. And still, there are things that I need to get out. So I've taken it a step further. And I, you know, I think that probably from day one, there were signs that my body was holding on to some rage and anger. And I just, you know, because it wasn't painful, I just didn't pay attention to it. Like I realized yesterday that I've had numbness in my, every time I go to sleep, since day one of the pandemic, I've had numbness in my left leg when I go to sleep at night. And I just, I tried different things like stretching and massaging it and whatever, didn't work. And I think it's because that was the first sign that my body was like, we need to do something else. So if you're interested, I would like you to do this work. You don't have to take the scariest thing that you've got. You don't have to take that and start that first. But set a timer for 10 minutes and write whatever you want. I let my F word fly. I told people to die. And that is not who I am. (laughs) on a normal on a normal day. And the reason I'm I, I'm telling you this I'm sure it's pretty obvious is censoring doesn't do us any good. I it just it doesn't help. So I have to not censor myself. I have to let myself be free to say whatever dark thing needs to be said. I got up this morning and I did it again and and so I told you that I started yesterday. I think I started the journaling at like 11. I felt a little bit better after I did it. Went on a walk with the dogs, did it again, felt even more better. Is that a word? Felt even better. Slept better than I have probably this whole quarantine last night. Got up, did a really hard workout that I wasn't sure I could do did the journaling again, felt even better. My back now is almost back to where it was on Monday when it flared. Because I'm letting the toxic anger and rage that is stored in my body out. And I want that for you. I want you to be able to do the same thing. So take a second while we're here on the recording and think about maybe the first thing that you would want to journal with. Okay. This is a first thought, best thought situation. What is the first thought that came to your mind? Journal with that. Even if you have no place to start. I did one today on abandonment, which again pretty much ended up being about my mom, and I started with fuck, 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 fuckity, fuckity, fuck. So that's how I started, and then it just flowed. And then listen to your inner wisdom. Your inner wisdom will tell you what you need to journal with. It is so important to get this stuff out. Because if we don't get it out... Then something that somebody did to us or an event that happened to us, some kind of, you know, being passed over, feeling trapped, losing your job, all of these things that are happening to us by an outside force or a, someone that was supposed to take care of us and protect us or someone we were married to, those things then have the power because then when we don't let them out, they're eating away at us from the inside out. And we deserve better than that. Whoever we are, wherever we're at, we deserve better than our than the events that have happened to us, the painful, tragic things that have happened to us and are happening to us now. We deserve better than those things to eat us from the inside out. I would love to hear if this works for you. Please go to my Instagram at um, Angie Fatal Soul Care or go to my website, angiefatal.com. Go to my Facebook, Angie Fatal Soul Care, and tell me if it works. You don't have to tell me what's in your journal, but I want to know if there's 10 minutes. The dog dog is snoring. (laughs) if this 10 minutes and then please do not forget the self care piece the loving yourself piece because it is a hard thing to let these things out on paper just so you know everybody i am planning on burning this when i'm done filling it because i want the freedom to say whatever i have to say and if you need if you need that you could just write it on a piece of paper you know and then and then burn it Right afterwards, because I'm not going back really and reading them. We deserve to be free. We deserve to not live in pain. We deserve to be liberated from these events that are happening to us now and that have happened to us, you know, in our life so far. All of these things, and they can be little or huge. So, again, I'd love to hear if it works, you can just say, Hey, Angie, it worked. Or thumbs up. Because I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to do one of those, you know, protected studies or whatever you call it to find out if it works. You know, 90 people did free write journaling and out of the 90, 80 said that it worked. (laughs) That's not going to happen. So we have, you know, the little ways that we have say if something works and that's you know through instagram twitter facebook you know my website i'd love to know if it works for you and then we can go forward from there but you deserve to be free free of all of this if you if you need to think it about it in a really gross way think about hair in a drain you know your shower drain you've got buildup of everybody using your shower. And over the course of, you know, a month, you start to notice that the water isn't draining as well. And then some brave soul, usually me in our house, because I'm the first one that notices it, reaches their hand in and pulls out that disgusting glop of hair, and then puts it in the toilet and flushes it. That's what we're doing. We're removing this buildup of gunk. And we're saying to ourselves that we deserve to be free of it. And one of the ways to get free of it is through this journaling technique. And it works because Monday I was relatively debilitated, and today is Friday, and I'm 90% better. So I haven't done anything else, I haven't iced. I haven't, you know, gone to a chiropractor, got gotten acupuncture, I've done nothing to fix this but this journaling. So, take care of yourself. Remember who you are. You are worth knowing. You are worth loving. You are worth being in this world. Thank you for listening and if you want to spread this podcast around, I would be very grateful. And give it a follow, a like, a review, five stars, whatever. But I really appreciate you listening. Take care, everybody.